Yes, that's right. When you hear that drop, it's time for On Deck with Tony and Ken. Ken, how are you feeling this week? I'm good, man. I'm good, I'm good. Um, well, once again, as I have to keep reminding people, I am a teacher. For the past week, I have had a week off. It's been half term. Mm-hmm. So, uh, pile on the hate, Tony. I know you've been working still. Very hard worker. I think you've been you know, earning your thousands and thousands a year. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, thousands and I thousands. Slept, I slept. Yeah, man. I slept, I slept last week, bro. I slept. And yeah. now uh, it's a Sunday and I'm stressing because school's tomorrow. Yeah. And I have done nothing because that's what you do in half term. You're meant to relax, not yeah. work. That's the whole point of a holiday. But no, I, I've been, I feel refreshed. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, man. How about you, Tom? How, how you been? I've been pretty damn good. I'm not going to lie. Um, work has been, I, I want to say, semi easy for me. I've been on top of my game. So I've, I've mostly been. Uh, kind of like the support guy you know hitting up my my senior management team and i'm I'm semi senior myself so i I have people underneath me that i have to to luck out for so but i find myself like with a little bit more time to uh, and room to maneuver so i'm always there seeing like does anybody need help uh does anybody need something for me so um it's been a pretty easy week but the benefit that i've had because i've been a bit more free is uh i've been able to 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 work out like uh, my my weights came and i've just been trying to get my workouts in while i can it's been it's been slow going slow progress but uh there's not much you can do in the pandemic you just kind of have to put in the work otherwise you you just you're just lazy you know yeah yeah i fully hear that man um it seems like things are going really well for you so at work you're more or less a manager but i can only assume without getting manager pay mm. and uh, at home you're uh, working out where you know previously where there there wasn't like did you have a thing where uh do you have the food that is just the worst for you that just doesn't help you is it like cake are you a cake man see i am i am the cakiest man i love i love my sweets i love chocolate um okay. i love cake okay. but um for lent i've actually given up sugar so uh since the 17th now i haven't had a lick of refined sugar so no chocolate bars no cakes um, the only form of sugar that I do take is just for, from fruit, but I'm avoid. I'm also to kind of give myself a bit more of a challenge. No fruit juices, so I'm not like taking any store bought fruit juices. Uh, I make myself a protein shake where I put in like you know a banana uh, um, and uh, some some oranges and stuff. But other than that, um, there's no cakes, no chocolates, no biscuits, um, and no refined sugar. So I don't drink a lot of tea or coffee um since the pandemic uh, at home and stuff like in the office uh, you know i was a coffee fiend but i did manage to get myself to, down to like one teaspoon but there's no sugar whatsoever and right. it's it's been it's been hard low energy right. but just just trying to to put in the work you see you hear that everyone tony is a pescatarian he works out mm. he's not taking in sugar he's not having fruit juice he's predominantly drinking water i mean that's health right there, boy. I'm that's a monk, right there. That's what it is. I am a, a fourth level monk. I'm working towards my fifth level. And once I reach the sixth, I will reach true enlightenment. And I will leave all of you losers behind in this uh, waste world. So you're trying to join my, we- my, my, my vibe and get a third eye, right? I'm trying to transcend, Ken. I'm trying to be better than, than everybody else. TN, yeah? yeah? Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, man. Get your third eye, my guy. Get your yeah. third guy, um. But you know, like it, it, it's good that you that you mention all that because I think there's one thing that people take for granted, which is mm-hmm. their own health, or they don't really look into it. They they enjoy 
what they can enjoy and not really think how much of an effect uh, that might have on someone. It's okay yeah. when you're young, you know, you can go kind of crazy with every whatever you want to eat. But mm. as people do get relatively older, mm-hmm. um, and I say relatively because I'm not saying that you have to be 40, 50, 30 or mid 20s or mid 30s before yeah. you have to start thinking about it. It's a constant thing, man. You have to always be working at it. And that that ties in quite nicely to a lot of the things that, you know, me and Tony try and do on a day-to-day basis, which is just try and stay consistent with things that we uh, may not want to do, but we we love doing and want to do because, Mm. you know, we we know the overall benefits, just like this podcast. And um, I think that's a nice way to go into, guys, if you really like our podcast, if you really like On Deck with Tony and Ken, please, please, please share like in all the available places um communicate with us let us know what you want to hear let us know what you want to know about us um we want to interact with you guys because for the few people that have been watching us thank you very much show us some love please let us know that you're out there uh, we really want to talk to you guys tony what do you want to say man i just want to appreciate you know show appreciation for the people that have been listening to us on a week-to-week basis uh, we appreciate you um we're, we're shocked that you actually listen and you care and we hope that you continue and you know for all of yeah. you lot out there that um really like what we're doing feel free to share us with your friends you know that's the only way we can grow and um please don't be afraid to interact uh, wherever it may be either for our soundcloud platform you know leave a comment um hit us up on on social media again you know i'm on royal.majesty on instagram um we are on on deck dot podcast on twitter ken is i am mr ken on instagram just you know we are very affable guys not effable we are effable but we also are affable um please please get in touch and just have be part of the community this is not just about us you know and the beauty is if you're a cool person maybe you come on come on board on an episode come on board on deck with Tony Ankhead and talk about the stuff that you you like you know we're not here being bougie as if you know we're some sort of celebrities you know? we're, we're normal guys doing a podcast and for now yeah and if you're a person that's like let's say for example you're crazy passionate about basketball me and Ken we love basketball and you want to talk to us about basketball we can spend an hour with you talking about basketball on the show and say that you were part of a podcast so yeah but uh Ken tell us what are we talking about this week Today, we're talking about cinematic universes. We're talking Mm -hmm. about all the good things that we fell in love with uh, growing up reading comics or watching TV shows, or in this case, in this new decade, um, watching cinematic universes on the big screen and Mm -hmm. soon to now be on the small screen. Yes. Um, There's one big, or well, arguably the one that should have been the biggest, uh, a film that is being re-released or a uh, a cut of it is being re- uh, released. Yeah. Uh, the trailer dropped for Snyder's cut of Justice League. Yes. Right? So what we're going to be talking about today is all the things that we picked up from the trailer yeah. and all the things that uh, we find quite ironic and funny mm-hmm. around uh, DC and even how it came about to be where it is now because... Um, we all remember how it all started. Yeah. But yeah, man, uh, Tony, have you seen the trailer? I've seen the trailer. I've seen the trailer multiple times. And overall, right. I am liking the vibe, not going to lie. But I do have the picks to knit or the knits to pick. Right, right, right. Well, before we get into that, I wanted to, uh, I want to see if you remember what characters have you noticeably, oh, you're here, or has noticeably changed mm-hmm. based off of the trailer. Yeah. 
So obviously the big one is uh, Steppenwolf. Um, he looks all glossy and new. Uh, you got Dark Side, or for the losers out there that say Dark Seed. I, this is the thing that I've always bothered me. I've actually heard people say Dark Seed. I'm thinking you've had years of cartoons where they're all saying Dark Side, and you still say Dark Seed. It's like I hate that obnoxiousness. I pronounce it how I want to. Get over yourself. Well, well, do, do you know where that comes from as well? Where like, does that I've come seen from? that with. I've seen that with. Um, it's how people perceive something to be read yeah. uh, rather than how it should be pronounced. And yeah. we've seen it in a couple of places. We've seen it, oddly enough, with Batman villains. Yeah. We've seen it with Dr. Fries yeah. or Dr. Freeze. We've seen it with Raish or Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. Um, so people just choose their own interpretation. Yeah. Um, and now we have Dark Seed. Yeah. Which is... Which is um, like Dark Seed. Okay, cool. Like, if there was no form of audio reference to go off of, but it's like people that have actually watched the Batman or Justice League or Superman animated series is like heard enough yeah. actors say dark side and the fact that it's a play on the dark side and you still want to say anyway, I digress. Um we you know, <laughs> we see we see the Joker, the Joker in this new Luke. Uh, a, a very stylish uh, Samir Luke with the long oh, hair. Oh, good old Joker. Yeah, right, the Joker. Right. Um, Superman in the dark suit. And what, what else again? Like, what am I missing? What 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 else is juicy in the trailer? Well, we we, we saw things that we first saw in the first trailer mm-hmm. that um, we still didn't see in the film, and we see more so in this. And yeah. that is Victor Stone, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. a robot. We see him before, uh, prior to being the robot, so hopefully yeah. we're going to see that transition into yeah. him becoming cyborg. But yeah, no, like um, even with the Joker, when we saw him, mm-hmm. he uh, has seemed to have lost all his tattoos. He's no oh, longer yeah. damaged. He went to. It seems like uh, this. Oh yeah, there's a po- there's apocalypse. He can't be uh, calling out tags like that. Mm. Oh, damaged. So let's damage him. So maybe mm. that's what it is. This new apocalypse made him more sane yeah. to remove his stupid tattoos. Do you know what it probably uh, which was? Was it always probably, weird. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, imagine in the story, he says something like a line of like, "When the world is so crazy, what's the point of me?" You know, something or something like like weird like that because it kind of it kind of would make sense, right? His whole thing is chaos and and insanity. But the world when the world's like more messed up than you are and everybody else what is the point of the joker what is the point of well, being chaos when you're living the well, chaos yeah man what i'll say to that is because we, we've seen that multiple times in the series we've seen that in the comics as well mm-hmm. usually when the joker goes sane it's always linked to batman's um attitude mm-hmm. the minute batman disappears what happens to the joker he disappeared yeah when batman uh, quote unquote died yeah the Joker kind of settled down anytime yeah. the Batman's not around and he's not coming around he would stop crimes and be like oh it's no fun that's not yeah. here yeah. and then well, even the really one that was a good uh, Mark Hamill I like that I like oh, that oh thanks ooh look at thanks, you thanks. first try first try oh you, <laughs> you know. saucy dog I love it but yeah, no, the Joker seems to always find sanity mm. when Batman is not always around. Yeah. Um, and in this trailer, as we saw, I think it's an extension of the apocalyptic uh, flash forward that uh, Batman had. Mm. And, you know, we know Batman's not the uh, comic book Batman in that in that scene that we saw in the first film yeah he was shooting people he was snapping necks he yeah. was breaking bones well more bones than usually when he's like where are the drugs yeah. after he's broken like 10 people's limbs yeah <laughs> um but it seems like because batman has to be a completely different person from what we know from the comics mm-hmm. it's always linked to how joker reacts so i think maybe joker is reacting from that like oh batman is more insane than usual 
that means I can tone it down because he's nuts. So do you know what's uh, crazy, and right? they kind of alluded to that as well. Do you know what's crazy? That scene uh, with Batman, you know, the uh, the crazy Batman shooting, killing Batman with the duster, yeah. the leather duster, um, that's clearly like a Zack Snyder scene, right? We can't, we can, there's, we can't dispute that. It's not a, a Joss Whedon reshoot. That screams, and the fact that it's in the trailer, that screams like it was a Zack Snyder joint. Uh, but yeah. did it did it not remind you of another film that Zack Snyder's done? Because it very much reminded me of a scene in The Watchmen with Rorschach when he busts out of the apartment and he's just messing up the dudes on the street. It literally oh, almost yeah. lo- obviously the choreography is going to be different, but the kind of pacing and the shooting of it, and you can obviously obviously see this in the original uh, release of the Justice League that fight scene with Batman, but it is paced mm. just like that Rorschach fight scene. So we can definitely kind of already see what was Joss Whedon stuff in the Justice League movie. Uh, the, yeah, the Whedon cut and versus what was you know to be the Schneider cut. I'm gonna say one thing. Um, I feel like the name you know the uh, Justice League, the Schneider cut, or uh, you know Snyder's Justice League, whatever they call it. I feel like mm-hmm. they should kind of bleep or censor the Schneider because I don't know about you. That sounds like a racial slur. I've always felt like that. Like Schneider <laughs> <What>? just. <laughs> Schneider just sounds like it's saying something disrespectful to some denomination. Like, oh, you damn I was going to ask, what, what, what group are you talking about, Tony? I'm not going to no, say no, no, that. No, 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 no. Good, good. <laughs> Please, no, don't. <laughs> it's not safe on the streets right no. now. People getting fired out here. I know, man. I do not want to be in the uh, unemployment <laughs> queue with Gina Carano. Why? can you imagine that HR interview? Um, So you said Snyder was a bad word for enter group I don't know, <laughs> and you can't you can't argue it <laughs> it's a voldemort situation you can't you can't you can't say the name you can't do that but i digress no. again um boy what? i mean there's a well there's a couple of characters that i i found absolutely hilarious yeah. <laughs> watching this trailer yeah. i mean it was it was a very serious and dark trailer of course but seeing seeing the difference between steppenwolf in the first one with mm. this one yeah mate like all i saw was a meaner uglier version of steppenwolf that reminded me so much of the 90s comic yeah. books more more spikes super edgy oh yeah man. He, that he is has, he has so a, 90s that was rob Life. Every, everything extra that was rob lifehill's design of 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 steppenwolf right there it's like yeah man could i have a few more angles and like can i put some pouches on it no we can't have pouches but i really want to put pouches no he's an alien man. they don't have pockets but we can put pouches. No, but we will allow you to put as many spikes as you want. Okay, almighty. All the spikes, all the horns, extra horns. How do you, how do you actually more, feel? He has more chin, bro. Look at his chin. Oh, you yeah. see his chin. How, how do you actually <laughs> feel about his, his redesign? How do you feel about um, um, Steppenwolf's redesign? Well, the, the redesign, I prefer a bit more, mm. um, only for, for a couple of reasons. Um, he looks less human. Right. And um, but not so off human that he that, that uh, he's lost humanity mm-hmm. because uh, remember I can't remember that uh, creature in Thor uh, with the eye uh, the big uh, the space opens up and it blasts everything. Oh, I oh about you're that, talking about the destroyer, the war, destroyer, the, war armor, the destroyer, armor. yeah, with the destroyer armor. The destroyer armor, he looks like an, uh, a robot, mm-hmm. devoid of any personality, yeah, and he well just destroys things without thinking, mm-hmm. like. That is a on the extreme side of the scale that I'm talking about. That's a ten. Yeah. And then a zero is like a baby. And yeah. Anything in between 
um, makes it more meaner or more aggressive. Yeah. Steppenwolf from the first film was a six. Whereas this Steppenwolf, yeah. this, this mother, <laughs> he's a, he's an eight. He's an eight point five. Yeah. Like he just he just looks less hu- human. Yeah. And more of a just a mean mean guy. Yeah. Um, I'm about to be negative right now, but it's a universal negative. Like, f- first of all, the the Steppenwolf in the Justice League uh, original wasn't wasn't anything great. But for me, the bigger issue wasn't anything to do with necessarily his design. Um, in some ways, it's his design, but his is more that he had he had nothing to really say or do. Like, there was nothing really written for him. And if there was, they completely got rid of it. But, um. It is confusing that you do see him in Batman versus Superman when he's, you know, Lex Luthor in the in the uh, Kryptonian ship is talking to him, and it looks like Snyder's design, that big bulky, spiky looking thing. Then for some reason, some reason, uh, Whedon decided to change that. I I don't know what the producers and uh, designers were thinking about that. Why would you change that retroactively then just to get yourself in a position where you're creating the Snyder Cut and you have to change it again? Um, mm. But I would say this, even with the fact that uh, Steppenwolf didn't look as menacing as he does now, the fact that his suit actually looked like coverable armor, like it's like there, there could have been some storytelling there. The way he looks now, he just looks like this chrome spiky thing. The fact that when you there's a scene yep. in the trailer where you actually see Dark Side and you see the Sard on the left side, I think it's the Sard, and I think Granny Goodness on the right. At least that's my guess. Um, you see continuity in their design in terms of their armor and what they're wearing. They look completely different to what Steppenwolf looks like. And maybe that might be a story thing, but Steppenwolf just looks like a shiny thing. There's no real storytelling to this guy, and it's just a bunch of spikes. He looks more more menacing. But if he but still... Tony, that, that, that that's his character arc. His character arc, and that's spikes. a shame. More spikes. That's a shame. I think if if it ends up being the case that he has actually nothing more interesting to say in the Snyder Cut, it's like then the design of the character was the least of the issue. It's gonna be cool for people to say, "Oh yeah, he looks so badass. Oh, he looks kickass. Oh yeah." Like then, yeah, that's cool. But like. Ooh. What are we really doing here? We waited like two years and some change and watched this four-hour movie for kind of more of the same. Like, But that's me being on the extreme negative side. Also, I do want to mention Dark Side design. Overall, I like Dark Side. I don't get why his sh- shoulders are so narrow. And why his arms are so short. It, it looks really weird, right? It's almost like the designer said, oh, okay, we got our Thanos, but we need to try very hard not to make him look like Thanos. Like, he's kind of Thanos, but not Thanos. Kind of like, yeah, yeah. you know, new Thanos, like new Coke. Kind of have to tweak a th- little thing. So, short on those shoulders. He can't be as broad as Thanos. And like, do you know what? He looks too human in his proportions. Let's just make him look, I don't know, reverse ape, you know? Hulk, Hulk <laughs> has got the ape look with the extra long arms. Let's reverse that ape look. He's he's evolved. He's beyond human. So just shrink up those arms a little bit and just narrow yeah. their shoulders. Nobody likes broad shoulders. No person has ever liked broad shoulders. And make that a thing. CG that. Yeah. Now, you guys may be thinking that we're super nitpicky about all these different elements of mm. it. It's only because, well... We, it, it's almost inviting us to do so. Yeah. When you think about the, the, the process of these two films, um, even down to the whole idea of quote-unquote a cut, mm-hmm. this has not been a cut. This has been 
adding things <laughs> onto what the original was meant to to be so mm. all these new additions yeah it's going to get scrutinized and yeah. that's what we're doing um you know the, the film might end up being terrible might end up being a million times better mm. but regardless based on what we see yeah man obviously we're going to talk about it yeah. because some of these things have been straight from the comics so it's like superman's suit like we, we see the the black suit for the mm. first i thought we was going to get the black suit yeah but we didn't get the black suit in the first one but now it is there and he looks mean yeah. he looks su- oh it looks so good looks so good I, I want to find out how he has the black suit being or maybe that's from the um the dark future apocalypse that that, that we're seeing rather than that actually actually being um a suit that came out of nowhere after he revived himself but um i think it's going to be a situation yeah. that it was probably they're going to make his like oh it was already in the in the in the ship because you have to remember um for man is still he was the only one to have a colored suit like I think that House of L has a specific color suit, but you notice how all of the other Kryptonians on the ship from different houses all wearing black. Um, yeah. So it might be the case that it's a specific ceremonial suit for a specific time period, like, or maybe it's just a Kryptonian funeral wear. You know, you got it's both. It works for both funerals and Kryptonian um, balls. You know, is you know that's the equivalent of a black tie event. You know. Right, right, right. You know, God forbid we'll make you look evil or anything. Mm. I want, <laughs> but no, he he looked good. He, one, he one, definitely looks good. He does look good. He does look good. But I, I, the weird thing about it is that looking at it, there's something about it that may, uh, kind of makes me think they they had the because I've seen the making of Justice League. There was a blue suit. It almost looks like what they've done is actually retroactively just uh, CG the black because there's something about right, that right. looks kind so of off. They just turned down the dial yeah, uh, at, on the on, on the color. Yeah, and I could be completely wrong. Maybe there's going to be more uh, behind the scenes footage to show that they actually constructed a black suit. But from the trailer, it, you know, it's very much scenes near the end of Justice League where he's, you know, f- fighting uh, Steppenwolf and he's got the black suit. It almost looked like they just took his blue suit and, you know, photoshopped it black. It doesn't look like... Just turned down the saturation. Yeah, like to, to zero. No contrast, no, no right. brightness. Um, but it's fine. I I almost wish that they got rid of the cape only to kind of mirror the uh, the comic books when he did come back to life and he had the black suit, but he had no cape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was nice. That that was cool. But I think maybe they tried that, and because for the most part the cape is CG, they probably tried it without the cape and thought mm, it doesn't cut a, a great silhouette. Some things that work on the page and cartoons don't always work out in uh, live action. So you got to respect the the creative or what vision that they want to tell. Well, they, they, they attempted it in the first one with Russell Crowe when he was jumping into the pool and then he lost his whatever and then he had the um, House of El symbol. Mm, and, yeah. And I, I, I thought it looked quite good. But yeah. like you said, like it may not, for, maybe for Henry Cavill. Yeah. And just like I said, I think it may be for that future dark scene and you know, the cape is regal and he's like, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm a bad man. I run the earth and I'm wearing my black suit. I'm killing people with my laser eye beams. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, I mean, th- th- that's a lot on the characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, looking at what the trailer even told us about mm-hmm. what was ha- going to happen in the film, um, I-, I think they've alluded or they've done some very creative things to show why certain things are happening. Yeah. For example, in Batman versus Superman, um, we just saw him die. Mm-hmm. But in the trailer, it shows that he has a final, like, almost like a banshee screen, his final breath yeah. from Batman vs Superman, which seemed to have rippled through the earth and rippled through the universe. Mm-hmm. 
um, which seemed to have sent a message to the universe to say, all right, cool, yeah, the Earth is fair game. You know, we've got no more Kryptonians. Uh, yeah, come through. Because we know from the past, the Amazonians, the humans, uh, the uh, Atlanteans yeah. came together to defeat Steppenwolf. But uh, my question is, so did they just always know Superman was a threat, even from, you know, Man of Steel, even though he didn't want to use his powers, even though he wasn't the baddest of bad men from then? Mm. Like, maybe one day they was thinking, oh, shit, <laughs> let's get Kryptonian there. Let's, let's, not, let's not do anything. Let's let's leave Earth alone. Yeah. Like, let, let's wait. To, let's wait this out until he dies or something. Or maybe they were just about to attack Earth and thought, you know, you know we could take him on. Like, yeah, we could take him on. But then they realize, you know, Michael Shannon and his goons came through. It was like, oh, there's four Kryptonians. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Let's leave this alone. And they realize there's too many Kryptonians in one place. It's, you know. It's a weird yeah. convenience thing. I think that, that I don't know how the the, the film is going to end up uh, execu- executing it. But even with the, the benefit of the issues with Batman versus Superman and Batman's convenient, because they're going to explore it in this one, but Batman's convenient vision vision slash dream slash premonition which i still don't care what anybody says it it, it will never make sense because you because nev- we don't know where it came from we don't, we don't know where it came from did somebody bestow it upon him did somebody you know project that image into it and i've heard actually somebody make the argument that like oh but what about uh tony stark in the avengers with thanos it's like no if you remember that scene in age of ultron First off, it was uh, Wonder that actually got in his head. And you never actually see Thanos in his vision. You only see all of the heroes dead. So his fear wasn't of Thanos. His fear was something bigger is coming out there since there's already aliens out there. Something's bigger is coming and it's going to mess us up. But it's just convenient with Batman that, one, he has a vision of... So some people are on the side that it's a vision, like he's actually, you know, it was actually a premonition vision. And some people think it was just a dream. Now, on the argument that if it was just a dream, how was he able to completely visualize what um, parademons look like when he's never seen a parademon before? And if it's a vision, who gave him that vision? Who bestowed upon him that vision? And they say, oh, it was the future Flash that gave him the vision. It's like, but that doesn't make sense. Flash doesn't have powers to give people visions. Like, it's a weird, it's a weird convenience plot thing, and I think there's going to be a lot of that for the movie. It sounds like they're taking inspiration from because comics, you know, full stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just because, yeah, we have the special ability that we're not going to explain, or the special thing that happens that we're not going to explain, but we because still call, that will hinder us. We still call from comic pushing book out. Story. We still call comic books out for that shit. When comic of books course. make those convenient plot points, we say no, that's just that's some, that some dumb shit, you know. But I guess yeah. when it's like a bit more of a mainstream thing, like movies, it's like, oh, benefit of the doubt and all of that. And yeah, there's room, there's rooms for plot holes, but when it's a gla- a glaring Grand Canyon of a plot hole, you know, we're we're gonna have to call it out. But um, what what's and I, sorry, you was gonna say something. I was gonna say I, um I, I realized that. Because I remember talking about this with you mm-hmm. uh, and a couple of other people as well, that plot holes become abundantly more clearer. Yeah, the worse a plot is. Yeah, like you can have a really, really, really great film. Yeah, and people won't question the plots unless you're truly, truly trying to be a bit, you know, dickish. Like you're like, all right, cool, I'm gonna nitpick this to high heaven, mm-hmm. ignoring all the good about it. But the minute a film is devoid of you know, good plot or good stories. Yeah. That's when people start uh, getting at it. We went in with Wonder Woman mm-hmm. and that's because the plot wasn't particularly 
great. Mm. So we was trying to look for something. And anytime we searched for something, we ran into all these plot holes and yeah. all these issues with it. Um, you know, The Matrix, I know there are plot holes or questions, but overall, that first film was bloody amazing. Yeah. So I never really thought about it. I was just like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. You're dead for you the right. Come back alive for, for, for after you collected like 10 bullets in your chest. But, yeah. you know, yeah, cool, cool, cool. No problem. So this, like, I, But you're there for a ride, yeah. The reason why I bring up the, you know, there for the ride is, right, that's the... You can you can make the analogy of like a road trip, right? If you're in a, if you're in like a caravan or a truck or you know a, a a mini mini bus, whatever it may be, but you're 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 there with somebody and they're entertaining you. It could be on the shittiest road, potholes gal- potholes galore, but because you're being entertained and it's kind of it feels like a smooth ride. You get you you have the illusion that you're on a smooth ride. But like if you're mm. if you're on a road trip and it's kind of a it's kind of dead, you know, the entertainment's not there, a lot of things are not really making any sense, you're gonna feel all of those bumps along the way. You're gonna be like, ooh, right. ooh, ooh. I okay. like that. Ooh. I like that analogy. So but you know, what what other comparisons can you say that you saw between what we know of with Justice League and uh the the Whedon cut and what we are to see with the Snyder cut? Mate, 2017, the comparisons between the trailers are almost night and day, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even down to the grading of the colors mm-hmm. of the trailer. Um, the 2017 trailer was fun. Yes. <laughs> Simple as it was fun. Yes. The focus was trying to show the light side of the story with yeah. a lot of the jokes, all about uniting the league, yeah. you know. And some of the, they put so much comedy in the trailers. Yeah. Like, um, actually, Tony, I want to see if you remember the characters that said these iconic lines give in the trailers. Give it to me. All right, cool, cool, cool. So the first one, mm-hmm. I, I, I need friends. That was that? the Flash. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Good. All right, how about this one? Um, I heard you can talk to fish. Tilt head. That was Aquaman. No, that was Batman Ooh. 2 Aquaman. Ooh, that was Batman right, 2 Aquaman. right, right. Oddly enough, that didn't come up in the film. That was super weird. There were several times where there were certain, certain things in the trailers that never made. I really hate that. I really hate that. Don't yeah. don't don't put it don't put it in the ad um and delete it from the movies. Like that you didn't lose or gain anything by by editing that out. I will say this. Exactly. I don't want there's certain aspects of Justice League. I like Justice League. It's not a great film. Don't get me wrong. I had more fun watching Justice League than I did Batman versus Superman because at least it was oh, yeah. coherent. 1000%. Um I hope with the changes, like it gets rid of some of the dumb stuff of Justice League, but still maybe retain some of the fun of Justice League because it was entertaining, you know? Yeah, there was, there was a lot of it that, you know, I don't see why they wouldn't keep it on. Yeah. But uh, I can imagine them cutting some of that to make space for their four hour long <laughs> uh, uh, release. That's crazy. All right. I got one more. I got one more. I got okay. one more. Dressed like a bat. I can dig it. That's Aquaman for sure, for sure. Do you know? Do you know what, Ken? Like on that note, yeah. I want to ask you something. So, I know we got a lot more to talk about. I just want this interstitial because it's been actually bothering me all day. But you yeah, know, yeah, with yeah. the advent of The Rock um, doing the Black Adam movie, right? Somebody from mm-hmm. the WWE. Um, it just—I had this idea in my head. Who else from the WWE and anywhere in history would you actually replace? to play Justice League characters. Like, give me give me the Justice League character and which wrestler would you have play them? Ooh, 
I don't know my wrestlers wrestlers like that, man. Ooh. Think about the height of wrestling like that Attitude Era. You must have been watching in that Attitude Era. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Hulk Hogan and all that. Okay. Um, Hogan. Who would Hogan be, man? You can't just go for Hulk. No. Um, I don't know, Tony. See, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, have... I would make Spider-Man Rey Mysterio. Spider-Man's oh, Rey Mysterio. Okay, that's perfect. I could get that. But the, we're yeah. talking about Justice League and not Avengers. Ah, uh, it's tough. It's tough. It is tough. But do you um, know? Do you know what I would? Rick, Rick, Rick Flair's the Flash. That would be that would be absolutely hilarious. I could just imagine, just imagine them going like, "They go on me, the Flash, brother. I'm the Flash. I'm the wheeling, dealing, crazy, stealing. I'm the Flash." I could just imagine. I would love to see that. But you know who I would actually class um cast in it? God, who? I would love to see. Randy Savage as Aquaman. <laughs> as, oh, I could just imagine it. Different. I could just imagine it like yeah. right now. Is like, they call me the king of Atlantis, man. I'm going to take you. I'm going to break you. I'm going to go back to the sea and talk to some <laughs> fishes. I'm crazy. Oh, yeah. Why did it look like, like that? Uh, I can dig it. I can dig it. <laughs> Why does he sound constipated? I don't Yo, know. That, I love that, was, that guy, that man. I love thing. that guy. That was his thing. I love was great. Randy Savage. Like, it was great. He could cut the greatest promos out of nowhere. It's just like, there's. he was just, there was one promo that he's famous for. You can find it on YouTube where, for some reason, he's got a cup of uh, creamer. Like, he's just like, a, <laughs> like a, you know, like yeah. from the coffee makers. Yeah, yeah. He's just got a cup of creamer. And it's like, I, d- I can't even remember what he was talking about. It's but the most hilarious thing. And he just froze it and show- uh, froze it against Mean Gene. And it's just, he doesn't have to really be talking about anything. I could, could you imagine like Randy Savage in a call center? It's like, you're down with the mean man, Randy Savage. How can I help you today? You want to change man, your I'll, phone I'll provider? the center. Okay. Just to speak to him. Yeah. I'll, I'll call up everything on that. Yes. Yes, I do, Randy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I know. You got me a great deal last time, but you know. <laughs> nah, Would you be interested in unlimited internet? I'm telling. I'm talking about everything all day. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that, that, that would be great. Do you have any other suggestions? Like, What other wrestlers would you replace? I would want to see Batman... Played by Stone Cold Steve Austin, I would. Stone Cold, I would absolutely love that. I would love that. First, he comes through like, "Cause that's the bottom line. Cause the Batman said so. I'm gonna hit him with a stunner, then I throw a boomerang at him. It's gonna come back. I'm gonna hit him with something else. That's the bottom line. Cause the Batman said so. Bro, you know the Undertaker will be." Uh, he would be dark side. Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> but there'd be like Bro. no dialogue whatsoever. Dark side just of walking course. around, rolling his eyes, just for no. The most reason. iconic thing that we see with uh, the Undertaker yeah. is that ding, that big, that bell, like, and that's that used to give me anxiety. I was like, oh no, no way. Yeah. <laughs> Where did that coffin come from? Yeah. What? <laughs> and then he just comes out of his coffin. That is that's dark side. He just comes through and wrecks. Yeah. Just wreck shit. Oh man, yeah. that would be that would be it. absolutely hilarious and. Um, do you know? Do you know who I would have as Lex Luthor? Who? Obviously, Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon would yep, be yep, 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 yep. Lex Luthor all the way. But anyway, let's move on. Let's go back to uh, to Justice League. 
Um, yeah, man. There's like the the biggest thing that I noticed about the trailers or comparing uh, the two films mm-hmm. is well, from what we know from the trailers, this is a dark film. It really is. Like like I like I said before, it was all about uniting the league and everything. Mm-hmm. There was none of that. There was no visual cue of uniting the league. Mm-hmm. All of it is just dark. Oh no, here's some more dark. Yeah, you know, here's some more and layers upon layers of it. There's no jokes, just dread and yeah. despair. That's what I noticed, man. That's what like, the trailer's jokes. given us. But I I my hope is. With a four-hour four hour cut of a movie, that there is, there is room for levity. There is, there's room for not just dourness. You know, you got you have four hours. There is no excuse for no character development. You have no oh, excuse yeah, yeah, sure. if you go through four hours of this movie and there's no growth in any of these characters. What have you been doing? Like yeah, no, no, there, there definitely will be. No, like, but um, I'll be ashamed you, you, and shocked if they don't. You, you say that, that'll, right? that'll be weird. You say that, right? But like, I'm pretty sure he, he, um, because people are like going crazy about you know it being four hours. He wanted his original cut, and this is before he he left, right? He was talking about making ba- um Justice League three hours long, and people was like, uh, no, blah blah, because he wanted to yeah. do that with Batman versus Superman. Then he released the the uh, ultimate edition that was what two and a half hours to close to three hours long so it's not it's not something new with just Whedon uh, not just Whedon sorry um, Zack Snyder to to make a very long cut of his film like this is mm. not outside of his remit the problem is it's like let me go back to the beginning with this right Zack Snyder was put on Man of Steel mostly because of his work with the 300 and with uh, Watchmen, right? He, his name is Visuals. That's what his name is. His, his Visuals, right? And people say like, no, no, he can tell a really good story. Look what he did with 300. No, Look what he, he can did. adapt a good story. Yeah, he, he, I, even adapt is, is, is... Did he adapt it? Because he's obviously working off of somebody else's screenplay, right? Because it's, it's a screenplay off of somebody else's writing, right? With his control of the DCEU, he tried to be the producer, the writer, the caretaker of it all and produce his stuff at yeah. the same time. And obviously that leaked into other products and that's why we had that same tone. Whereas flip it to, to, to Marvel and the MCU and don't really want to make this a Marvel versus DC kind of thing. But Feige recognized that he can't do anything, everything. He is a producer. He has writers for individual films. Then he has directors for individual films, even within the same mainline franchise, because you think of, you know, I think the only franchise in the uh, MCU that consistently had one director, to be honest, I, I come into my head, come in, it's only Guardians of the Galaxy, if you really think about it. Guardians of the mm-hmm, Galaxy mm-hmm. is the only one to have the same director all the way through. Thor chain, uh, has three different directors. Um, Captain America has three, di- uh, two different, uh, well, technically three different two. directors. Yeah, but yeah. It started off with um, Joe Johnson. Then it was the Russo brothers. Then, you know, Iron Man started off with Favreau. Favreau for the sequel. Then you had Shane Black for the third one. So it's only mm-hmm. been Guardians of the Galaxy. And that's... I, I would I would want to say is because that was such a unique vision for characters that were relatively unknown. It is it is kind of his baby. It's um it's James Gunn's baby, and the fact that he, they almost they tried to fire him was a over over something that happened ten years ago is pathetic. 
Yeah, let's not get into it yeah. because it will only upset me because it, his recovery is like, oh, oh, so all that slick stuff you were saying before, that, that's underneath the water. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. But no, no, like I completely agree, man. Mm-hmm. Um, So I, I think that's that's the reason why Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. has been quite good and it will be good for, for the forthcoming, uh, for the coming future. I do not, not um, even just that. I actually can't wait yeah. for um Suicide Squad. I really can't wait for that. Yeah. Or so, so yeah, should I yeah. say the suicide squad suicide squad was the previous the one this is squad. the suicide squad I, I i find it fascinated that we gone we've stopped numbering these things or putting colons on it and to differentiate we're just putting like the well the reason why they're doing that is because they don't want people to think oh this is a sequel to that bs back mm. then oh no 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 this this is a uh, this is new yeah. when it kind of isn't it kind of isn't but they they really want to stay away from the previous franchise and and move on kind of like how they always do name changes for like spider-man yeah. or batman even though we know it's all the same but you know but why wouldn't you, you actually to... give it a name change because they've done the same thing with batman like we had batman in the past but the new one is yeah the batman <laughs> that's their way yeah, of differentiating yeah. it with that the, like, oh no this is completely different grandma it's the something okay do you know what I, there's one other reason why they do it yeah. as well um because they see it with tv shows as well mm-hmm. um where the minute you've made a name mm-hmm. Unless it's a direct sequel to it, you you kind of have to change the name. So like, uh, the minute you make a new program, yeah. it has to have a new name. So like, how many Batman shows have you had? Plenty. Yeah. Like to the point where we had a show, a Batman show called Beware the Batman, yeah. or Batman the Brave and the Bold. Yeah. It still has Batman, the word Batman mm-hmm. inside of it, but now they're adding a the, they're adding a subtitle or a colon now to something and else I, because I you love, can't have a film or a TV show that is the exact same name. And I love yep. all of that other stuff. The problem I have is thinking that the is enough <laughs> because it's not. And putting the is is <laughs> not enough because yeah. yeah. the Google searches alone, because you know how that you know the Google algorithm works, is like the is not enough to differentiate shit. Yeah, what they've started to do is, uh, as well now is officially have the name of a film mm. that hasn't changed, but now put the year of it. Yeah. So, oh, that soon there's going to be Spider Man 2023. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's not going to be Spider Man 2023, but like, it, that's just an example of how they just say the actual name. Yeah. For example, like Avengers 2012, you know, or whatever. Um, they put the year to now as the official name title, mm. but in all the marketing, they don't have the year there. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like, once again, comparing what DC do and what Marvel do, like, it, it's very abundantly clear Marvel are all about the happy-go-lucky fun and jokes and stuff mm. because it's almost as if, like, you know, jokes are for them guys over there at the MCU mm. where, there is pri- where there are primary colours and there's quips. You know, we can see all three primary colours in one scene, yeah. you know, and then you find nothing like that over here at DC or Warner Brothers. Yeah. Well, you know, see, it would look like a very out-of-place you know, I think, there's no snarky Alfred like we've seen in the past. I think you're, you're kind of doing both Marvel and DC a disservice. Mostly Marvel because a lot of people say, and generally speaking, yes, they are a bit more sparkly, tinsel. I don't know. I, I, I'm saying in comparison to this trailer. Yeah. This trailer, you ain't seen nothing like this in Marvel. That, yes, we've had dark films, dark series yeah. in Marvel. But when you compare all of that yeah. to this trailer? No, nah, it's very much true. Close. But I think a lot of people sleep on the darkness of uh, Winter Soldier. Like, even his suit was, it was like a dark navy. It's like, visually speaking, it wasn't bright. You know, you, you know, it was, it's, yeah. you look back at Winter Soldier, it's quite a muted palette. You know, obviously a lot of stuff takes place in the day versus the night. But I think some people conflate the idea of darkness 
with what you see on screen versus what you see in the themes. Like, the ba- uh, Justice League is talking about, if you really think about it, Justice League is, is very much kid stuff. If you think about it, yeah, it's like it's dark and stuff like that, but it's like a big alien in the sky. You look at something like Winter Soldier, it's talking about privacy. It's talking about, you know, what it means to be truly free and surveillance and surveillance states. And does any government have the right to actually convict you of the crime because you are more likely to do it now they don't delve into it but that's the stuff that happens today that's the stuff that happens in america that you are guilty before proven innocent and winter soldier deals with that because obviously they're trying to set up those those uh, those hovering ships with the guns on it that they take out the threats before they come become a threat and yeah that's Justice League is kid stuff compared to that if you really think about it but nobody really brings up that argument which is which is a fascinating thing we talk about how dark this new Justice League is going to be yeah it's going to be dark because everybody decided to turn off the lights in every room in that film but in theme yeah, it, it's not that yeah, dark we're comparing yeah pe- people go by what they see mm-hmm. you know? and you know people hype about trailers before they actually see the films I would argue, which is fair yeah. enough because that, that, that's, that's what you come across so it, it seems that people are um uh, well, say people, it's all of us. Yeah. We all do it. We, we, we judge based on what we see. It's it, When people say dark, it's always one of two things. It's either the theme or the aesthetic. Yeah. And, you know, which I would love to see an incredibly dark film in theme yeah. with incredibly bright colours. Like something that is just terribly like, oh my God, my, my eyes hurt. Mm. But at the same time, it's like, oh my God, like this is this is well, can, not nice. I, this, this is depressing. I can give you one. Can you give me an example? I can give you oh, one. Oh, like, um, nice, nice, nice. Give me it's one. It's an old movie called The Island with Ewan McGregor and um, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, yeah, for the yeah, most part, it's all kind of bright, tinsely, everybody's in white and stuff. And you discover these people are just clones that are used for rich people's organs. That is yep. dark AF. Yep. And obviously, it's yep. off, of the, off of a palette that's a bit more bright. It's like, I think the conceit of it's like, I, do you know what I would say? Batman versus Superman, if you really think about it, it is pretty dark in theme. It's the, ident- it's the idea of this being that's greater than God. When will he turn bad? And do you know what? I need to take him down before he does turn bad because I believe I know I, I know better than he does. And because of what I've seen in the streets, it's made me a bit of a bitter man. Obviously, I'm talking from the point of view of Batman. Um, but you can also argue the original Batman from Tim Burton. It's pretty it's dark visually for sure, but it's dark in theme and execution. You got, you know, this young boy, obviously the classic story of, you know, Bruce Wayne losing his 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 family. Uh, leading to him to be a crime fire but you've got the joker where it's tragic in how he became not only in responsibility of actually taking his parents but also through his own hubris becomes the monster of the peace i i want that again i want that complexity and i hope that we get that with the batman and i hope with this um <laughs> yeah. four hour cut or the snyder cut um, I really feel dirty saying his surname. I I don't know why. Um, but Zach's cut. Um, <laughs> I don't. I, I kind of want to unpack that to to see uh, where's this uh, coming it from. It just sounds. <laughs> Do you rude. feel the type of way if, about a group of people? If I if I rolled up to you and called you a Snyder Ken, like just out of nowhere, just called you. You are just a dirty Snyder. You're gonna think sometime. Hey, 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 ho! I don't even know what that word means. But don't call me I'll that. I'll say excuse me. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm not a dirt is Snyder. My name is Ken. Like, Thank you very I much. I feel like with the with the, the 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 transition from the S to the N, it just c- comes too close to a to a racial mm. slur for black people for my liking. Mm. Yeah, but, let's um, leave this one. <laughs> let's 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 talk about the idea of you know we talked a lot about Marvel versus DC, but the idea of cinematic universes. Obviously, we are most familiar with Marvel's attempt at a cinematic universe. Um, <laughs> What, what? I mean that that's how DC started. It, it started as a response to the success of Avengers and um and you know how it developed into make their films and obviously they went uh, their own way. Yeah. But no, the whole idea of a cinematic universe, we we know where it originally came from mm-hmm. and we know the reasons where it came from. Yeah. Like Tony, give us a bit of a insight about what you think about where cinematic universes came See, from well not necessarily cinematic universe but just collaboration of well, characters on, on a surface level we think that you know the earliest point of it is probably 2008 and I, obviously i'll get into that but in in doing my research because i'm all about comic books it's like this stuff is not new this stuff is old like you th- exactly you think about the, the back in the days when most like vigilante based um comic books uh like the detective books like the shadow the spider um the phantom all of that stuff where it, it it was more guys just in 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 suits to to kind of they weren't superheroes they didn't describe themselves as superheroes they just more like people seeking revenge or justice but they used these fantasy outfits to obscure themselves there was a little bit of magic and mysticism in there but for the more most part it was straight shooting but the earliest days it's like they were kind of all connected because obviously some writers would would transition between projects from different companies and put their little Easter eggs to kind of connect them loosely. And things, I think the earliest days, if you really think about where crossovers or cinematic universes or comic book universes come from is the idea of ownership, right? Once upon a time, all of these properties were kind of separate, created by different companies, different writers, different creators. And one company gets bigger than another and decides hey i'm gonna buy your company you think about shazam people assume shazam has always been part of dc comics no no separate it was part of fawcett comics um hence why like the city that billy batson's based in is called fawcett city fawcett city so you know little things like that that's what's actually lent lent led to the formation of comic book universes and obviously when you have properties and you have multiple characters you decide, hey, what would it be cool to make this connection? So you think about yeah. things like Thor, the earliest versions of Thor in the comic books and all of that, they were connect- connected, not even really connected. They were just random stories that eventually uh, Stanley say, wouldn't it be cool for me to put uh, Thor in the Avengers, uh, Thor with Iron Man and Captain America, which we haven't used in ages because that was something that we used for uh, wartime propaganda. Like people forget mm-hmm. that. Captain America was created for World War Two. Once world, the World War was done, he wasn't used again until the what the sixties, I believe, when they actually created the Avengers. Um, yeah. So, yeah. but as we know, in the modern day sense, it's um, kind of like the big push came from obviously Kevin Feige in two thousand and six. He approached Marvel, who, who then was just you know the comic book company. They hadn't actually sold to uh, to Disney yet, and say, hey. We know what happened in the 80s. You sold off all your characters. You got these characters left. 
we got a plan that using these characters and maybe across the time we actually acquire some characters back plus some of these contracts are running out so you'll get them back anyway we basically make four five movies the first four movies will be solo movies culminating with the big movie all of them together creating the avengers right this has been told multiple times on whatever talk show or whatever podcast you've come across before. It's just the level and the scale of it people don't really fully understand because it's the idea of ownership. Marvel sold all of their stuff. They only had very few left, like Captain America they never sold. Thor they just got back. Iron Man they just got back because it went round and round and round. And Hulk, they actually had to make a deal with the... Disney, Disney still technically doesn't own the Hulk. That's the messed up thing. Yes, yeah, it's, it's Universal. It's even more complicated than that because Universal has the production mm. right, but I think another car, a company has the distribution rights. That's why they can't actually make a solo Hulk film again because all of that mm. mess happened after The Incredible Hulk. But since the Hulk was actually part of the Avengers in terms of the comic books, they have the rights to put him, make him appear in other cinematic universe movies and properties. He just can't have a solo film until they can make an agreement with those other companies that own it or until those licenses run out. Yeah, it's, it's crazy complex like mm-hmm. that, man. And, and, and it's very frustrating, uh, especially with uh, some of these characters. However, mm-hmm. anytime you are, and we see this in all fields, anytime you're met with a problem yeah. or met with something that you can't get over, the best thing you can do is not to brute force your way through it. Yeah. It's get, crea- get creative. And what they've done with Hulk in these few films have been amazing. Yeah. We have been able to essentially get a Hulk film with all these films combined together mm-hmm. to the point where he has a very decent character arc even up until where he is current right now yeah. and that's beautiful because we are so used to comics telling stories across multiple comics anyway mm-hmm. and it's it's so beautiful to see how people started off with comics it's what's happening now on our tv screens on our, on our cinema screens because you know the initial reason or one of the reasons why they started combining characters in different in different groups in comic books was partly to be like oh yeah they're part of the same universe let's drum up the sales of this comic book mm-hmm. by combining them in this other one just like you said with the deals with Shazam Superman or even Batman mm-hmm. so like before you knew it the world of Superman of an alien from another planet who leaped tall buildings had a million superpowers merged with the world or the dark world of Batman. Yeah. Two very different worlds. But, you know, they said, you know, F it. Oh. I'll make the square jig I'll make the square jigsaw fit this triangle yeah. shape and you're all going to love I it. Will, and it happened. I man. will give the DC the benefit of the doubt because something interesting, right? Can you yeah. can you tell me, Ken, what was the beginning of the DCEU? The beginning of the DCEU. Yeah, what was the movie that was actually originally supposed to kick off the DCEU? And I can imagine a lot of people Nolan, getting this wrong. No, Nolan's Batman. Pardon? Nolan's Batman. No, that's Nolan's this Batman. actually wasn't Nolan's Batman. Like, they, they tried to push Nolan to get into it, and they even tried to link some of the aspects to it, that, but that, it was Nolan that, Batman. That wasn't actually true. What, so what? I will actually explain that, but it wasn't actually Nolan's Batman. Gone. What was so it? the beginning of the DCEU was actually supposed to be Green Lantern. <laughs> no yeah, way. Green Lantern was actually <laughs> supposed to kick off the DCEU. Uh, obviously, oh no. obviously, going back to the whole point with uh, Nolan's Batman, Nolan actually had no interest in actually doing more Batman films. No, he didn't. Um, he didn't. No. The 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 cases even afterwards, he was supposed to stay on as a producer, um, but he did. He, yeah, he did. He was for, a producer for Man, for Man, for Man of Steel, yeah. right? 
he was supposed to stay on as a producer and they were going to reboot Batman to more fit in with the more fantastical elements of their planning DCU. Now, with the failure of Green Lantern, that's when they said, okay, we're going to scrap Green Lantern and we're actually going to start it off with Man of Steel. And the only reason why Man of Steel was called Man of Steel, if you notice, Man, uh, in Man of Steel, Superman's never called Superman. That was another rights issue. At the time, they were actually in the litigation over, I think it was a, mo- mostly to do with Superboy, but it was the, uh, the creators mm. of Superman, um, jo- uh, the, their families actually, should I say, Joel, Sus- Joel Shuster and Jerry Siegel. They, their, their, their family basically went to court with DC over the rights of Superman, aka Superboy, vice versa. So that's why the film Man of Steel is called Man of Steel and nowhere in that film he's ever called Superman. Jokes. Yeah. They did, um, eventually they did settle it and that's why in BV, they, BVS. Because the crazy thing is yeah. BVS was actually intended to be a, super, a Superman 2 or Man of Steel 2, whatever. Um, but because the response mm-hmm. of Man of Steel was kind of tepid, that's when they decided, okay, we we was going to take the slow road like Marvel did, but we're not getting it. So it wasn't necessarily the speed that messed them up. is the fact that they weren't willing to take the criticism to do better the next time. They say like, we're going to do better the next time, but we're also going to jump a hurdle as well. Cause so instead of doing a Man of Steel 2, then doing a Batman 1, they said we'll split we'll split the odds and just make it one whole film. And that's why it was supposed to be this three hour thing that he was gonna do. Oh dear. Yeah, so it's it's just No, it no, a, no. It was a it was a mess of basically not being confident in your own cinematic universe and wanting to kind of reboot it every step of the way. Because you could argue that BVS is like a soft reboot because you're you gave up with Green Lantern. You went to Manistore. You wasn't confident enough with Man of Steel, so the next movement was a Batman. It's interesting that you look that it's actually called Batman versus Superman, not Superman versus Batman. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, because I remember, I remember when the film uh, was first announced, mm. and um, there were so many memes online. Uh, there was one where, like, because um, at the time everyone thought it was a sequel to Man of Steel, mm. and so you saw like uh, the cartoon Superman like trying to trying to swing at Batman. Yeah. Like, you stole my film. <laughs> How you on my film? Your name is first. Yeah. <laughs> This is weird. And, and the thing that you said about um, not using um, the word Superman mm-hmm. in the in Man of Steel is so interesting because I didn't realize it until some scenes are now making sense. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't tied to this. Maybe I'm doing a bit of a stretch. But like uh, even Lois, like, oh, what does the S in your chest mean? Yeah. And he's like, it's not an S. And it's like, <laughs> oh, man, like maybe that was part of yeah. it. Like, no, 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 no. Just to be clear, it's not an S. It doesn't mean what you think it yeah. means. <laughs> Um, we're trying to stay away from that because you know lawyers and do you know do you know sued. I always found weird about that scene what? how bullshit it was because he's pretending like hey I've always known what Kryptonian symbology means it's like no you didn't like it would have made more sense if he said like oh this is this is actually not an S is actually um the sigil for my house house of L um it would have been better if he said I don't know. And that would have been a nice little scene to be like, but I plan to, I plan to find out though. That's a, like, oh, what's that the would have been a better scene. And that actually. would have been cool. That would have been a better scene. But yeah. I think they tried to make it look like, oh, he knew. But the way they says like, oh, it's not an S. It stands for hope. It's like, how, how do you know that? You've been on that ship like all of five minutes. And there was no point us as the audience where we saw ghost Russell Crowe say, hey, this is not our house sigil. It actually stands for hope. 
every kid Tony is having. Well, like, that that that's something that we noticed about Superman as a character throughout all these films. Yeah. He keeps changing. Yeah, <laughs> he keeps changing. In the first film, he was the like, mm, no, I'm a bit emo. I'm not trying to save the world. I'm still tra- tra- traumatized by my father killing himself. Yeah. He was a reluctant hero. Mm. He didn't want to be about it. But then he went to church and he was like, do you know what? Maybe I am Jesus. Yeah. And then he decided to do some Jesus stuff. And then it came to um, Batman vs Superman. Mm. He was trying to be a hero, but he was almost jealous of Batman. Mm. I was like, "No, oh, you're a, you're a hero, but like you're a vigilante, or you're branding people." Yeah. And maybe a lot of it was more uh, shown why Superman had a beef with with Batman yeah. in the extended cut. Yeah. And then you got to um, Justice League, where he is almost a comic book Superman, where he's all happy and carefree, you know, beyond his you know little pets of horror cheesy uh, beginning where he almost exactly he turned like these are three different supermen Mm -hmm. like in all these films and i just found that so jarring because we didn't see the growth that's why we just saw no we didn't see the growth exactly so you saying that scene where he was like uh the interview with lois like oh it's not an s it's hope or being high and mighty about his culture that he just learned about (laughs) it just added a different element of like oh yeah I guess we, we've got another Superman. It's like, you know, it's <laughs> you like know, when like you've got people that like the whole family has been in uh, like the West, whether it be England or, or America. And they'll be, they go to, they go to Africa once. It's like, well, no. So that necklace is actually a representation of the Shola tribe. And if you don't know about the, the Shola motherland. tribe, I know everything <laughs> about the Shola tribe. You don't know anything about it. I've been there one week and I know everything about Africa. I am African yeah. after all. Yeah, yeah, that's silly. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what, Ken? I think I've had enough about talking about this trailer. I want to talk about another trailer. I oh, yeah. want to talk about the big trailer that came out this week. Do you know what trailer that was, Ken? Uh, no. It was Which trailer? More oh, yes, yes. What? Combat. Yes. Mortal Kombat. Yo, that was... Talk to me about Mortal you Kombat. Know. Talk to me about Mortal Kombat. Oi, Mortal Kombat has been through it, man, over the years. <laughs> Mortal Kombat has been through it. Um, that we've had the uh, legendary uh, film that came out initially, mm-hmm. nineteen ninety five, um, I believe. Ah, ninety five. I thought it was even older than that. So it came out nineteen ninety five, and then ever since then, people have been clamoring for Mortal Kombat to come mm-hmm. back, and it's come back in its own way in different forms. It came back as a mini short. I think it was from Machinima, uh, short film, uh, short uh, episodes with uh, Michael Jai White yeah. that was going to be um, Jackson in an almost alternative universe where it's not quite what you know as Mortal Kombat, but it's just a different interpretation of it. We've had multiple games with very decent stories yeah. in them. Um, and then we had the animated one that came out, was it a couple of years ago, last year? Uh, a more combat one yeah. that was relatively good. I enjoyed yeah. it, and now after almost what nine, ten, eleven, twelve, almost thirty years, mm-hmm. almost thirty years, we are now getting an official, full on, not quite a cinematic release, but a film release yeah. that is huge with a very decent budget with very big actors. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> in I'm, this. Yeah, I'm gonna say very big actors. Ken, I think you're being generous oh, with well. that one. Okay, okay, <laughs> do, 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 do you know? What? All right, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I'm being quite generous yeah. with. Big actors that we know of that we like. Let's say um, one big Japanese actor and other yep, people that play yep. roles in things. Yes, yes, yes. I think that's a very good yeah. <laughs> description of it. Roles in things. Mm-hmm. That, that that's so very uh, B to C to D yeah. list actors uh, throughout this place, and one very big Japanese actor. Talk to me about the trailer. Um, so like, yeah, what what did, what did we see the, in the trailer? What do you like? What do you dislike? <laughs> we, we saw too much. Yeah. <laughs> I think we saw too much. Um, we. 
we saw in the trailer, and I, I think this is a nice way of describing mm. it. We saw what we expected to see yeah. in the trailer. I think that that's the best way to describe mm-hmm. it. We saw exactly what you see. You wanted to see, get over here. We, we saw get over here. We wanted to see Sub-Zero doing some cool ice stuff. Mm-hmm. We saw Sub-Zero doing some uh, ice stuff. We wanted to see Jax with his metal arms. Mm-hmm. Guess what? It's a lucky day. We got to see Jax with his metal yeah. arms. They even went even further to see how Jax lost his arms, yeah. which I thought would have been nice if they kept that secret. We saw all the, um, we didn't see some characters, but that might be preparing, preparing for a, a sequel. Yeah. But the characters that we did see, we saw Sonya. We saw... Um, Oh, who did we see? We saw Raiden. We saw. Would oh, you, we, we saw all the people. Would you say that... you're more bothered about seeing how he got his metal arms, or bothered that we saw his metal arms? Because I feel like they go hand in hand. And for the fans out there, because this very much seems like a. Tony, 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 Tony. Did you just say it goes hand in hand? Yes, that was that you're was terrible. unintentional. Uh, <laughs> but thanks for calling you're, that you're, out. You're unintentional. <laughs> you are unintentionally terrible. Yeah. Tony. Um, he, lo- he lost his arms, man. But that's the thing. I feel like it, 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 it comes with the territory, right? Because this trailer is very much for the fans. It's like, see? See? We can do a Mortal Kombat movie. Can't you see? It's Mortal Kombat stuff. The Mortal Kombat-y stuff. You, you can see it in the trailer. Look at that. He did get over here. That's Mortal Kombat. He lost his arms. That's right. Mortal Kombat. You know? Right. So I think right. I think the trailer was pretty much a response to like... if they If they tried to be slick with it and do quick shots where you didn't really see much and everything was shrouded in mystery, I think that would have been to their detriment. The fact that we are talking about it now and for the most part, the whole world is talking about it. People are genuinely positive about a video game movie. A few, go back a, a couple of years ago when we saw the Sonic trailer. Didn't work out that way, right? I think this was marketing being intentional i get where you're coming from less is more sometimes but i think with an unknown franchise that's easier to do this is something that for better for worse has its it's 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 overbearing fandom you know whether you're a fan of the games or a fan of the 1995 movie and there's going to be enough people who are going to say like oh it wasn't as good as 1995 just that trailer alone i'm not going to lie it's better than the 1995 movie I love the 1995. I mean, that it, it almost made up for this drought of an actual cinematic release. Right. But so yeah, it's one of those ones I, I get. Mystery would have been nice, but that's coming from the perspective of like, like we don't know how, how shit, like we don't know what a, a Sub-Zero is. We, like we don't know. Well, well, you know, so it's, it's one of those ones. It's like, I think it's them saying, we can do this and we can do this right. We've got more to show you. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we got more to show you and it didn't spunk their load. Um, yeah. But I, 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 I don't think it was avoidable. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I fully get yeah. that. I'm just worried that, just like you said, I, I, it feels like a lot. They, they were trying to, uh, uh, not necessarily panda, mm-hmm. uh, like, because like I said, it was unavoidable. They, they couldn't not show certain yeah. things. Um but I just hope this is not it. Yeah. It didn't feel like there was much going on with the trailer except, oh, oh, you see that thing that you mm-hmm. love? Here is it. Here it is in live action. Yeah. Oh, you want some more? Oh, you want us to end this M-rated trailer with fatalities? Yeah. Here you go. Here's some fatalities on the left, on the yeah. right, all in the middle. And, you know, it, it was great for that. I just hope this isn't Mortal Kombat, you know, fan edition. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. And that's it. And there's nothing more interesting about it. But then again, you know, well, I would have said in the past, 
um, how interesting can Mortal Kombat really be with a story? But then all of a sudden, like in the past few years, they've had very decent stories in the video games. The games. Yeah. So I was like, oh, but they do have the benefit yeah, they, that they could tell a good story. They do have the benefit that those stories are like four to six hours long. So yeah, yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before with TV versus uh, mm-hmm. film. Like TV always has the potential to have great payoffs mm-hmm. and even tell better stories because you have the time for it there's only so much of a story uh, you can tell in a couple of hours yeah. or two and a half hours and the issue with that even is well now that you have that limited time um you can only tell maybe a couple of people's stories and the even further problem with that is well this is a huge franchise yeah. with so many characters you are literally have to ignore so many things right. about you know, so many different characters just because you're limited with yeah. time. I don't think it's going to be a two, well, this might be a two and a half hour film. Mm-hmm. We don't know. But if it is that long, you know, you're going to have to ignore maybe like a great, maybe like two thirds of the characters that everyone knows and loves that are going to appear on this uh, uh, film. So Jack's, his arms getting des- destroyed or whatever yeah. he gets his side, but like that might be done where he's got his arms in like a cutaway scene. Yeah. Like it won't be an emotional story arc for it. It'd just be like, now you got arms. I got now come to the I got a question you know for you, Ken. And I wanna know yeah. how is it's gonna be an indicator of how big a fan you was of the old film and the games, right? Who was who was a key character that was missing from this trailer? Um the, the it was the it was a celebrity. The celebrity guy. What the celebrity um, guy look at you you is it is it is it, is it johnny, johnny cage? cage johnny cage johnny cage now, good old johnny now cage. that's that's interesting because i don't know whether johnny cage is in it or not it'll be it'll be a shame that he's not in it but maybe if, you know the story that they tell they thought they they because they introduced a, a new character you see in the trailer his name is cole um yeah the new main character yeah, played by an actor that i'm not a fan of i've seen him and stuff he's not a good actor um, he, he um, I forgot his name, but he, he's uh, he plays Shatterstar in Deadpool two, and he was also a character in um, in Iron Fist. He's not, he's he's great, great martial artist. Oh, the dr- the drunk, mot- uh, the drunk, the drunk uh, yes, master. Yes, in, in Iron Fist. Yes, yes, he's a yes. great martial artist, brilliant um combatant, but he's not, he's not a good actor at all. I, I, I hope to be surprised by by this because the fact that they made him. The art kind of like he's he's playing the the audience role. It's his story. Yeah. The, 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 this the, this story is his story. He we're living vicariously. And I him. hope that's not a mess up. And I hope and I really hope it's not a bait and switch that you find out that oh his name is Cole, but people call me Johnny Cage. I really hope they don't do that cheesy nonsense. Nah, that would be painful. Hopefully, they're saving Johnny Cage for the sequel because or. If he is in this film, they purposely left him out the trailer so people have something to go crazy about. And I think I know what that is. Because people were going, people are going nuts for this trailer, and to therefore not really have anything exciting that wasn't in the trailer yeah. is kind of pants. So they might have Johnny Cage as a see this. Uh, in the this film is my somewhere. theory, right, right, right about that. And credit scene, right? You're gonna say I don't think it's scene, right? a credit scene. I think Johnny Cage is in it, yeah. But this is what it's gonna be. It's gonna be a cameo within an Easter egg within a reference right and what i mean by this is like do tell. what they're gonna do, do they're gonna have johnny cage in it and he's gonna be played by a very famous actor that we all know jean-claude van damme and you know what makes that interesting jean-claude <laughs> van damme was the original inspiration for johnny cage because way back when jean-claude van damme actually met up with then um midway to actually put oh he's in a street fighter film isn't it? so it was it was it was kind of like around about that time right i think maybe before the street fighter film so he right. was planning to make a game with uh 
with then Midway, which is now uh, Never Realm Studios, right? That ended up not really mm-hmm. working out. So when that went bust, that's when Ed Boon came up with the idea to Mortal Kombat. And pretty much Johnny Cage is inspired by Jean-Claude Van Damme, like even down to the spandex tight he's wearing with the, the sash that is from, I think, Bloodsport. Um, I think there was... Oh, yeah, wait. He, I saw he has a special move where he does the splits punches and punches a guy punches in, in, the in, the, in the nuts. So, And I swear Jean-Claude Van Damme do, uh, does he that He does as that well. in everything. I'm pretty sure he goes to the shop doing that. He just kind of like... When he's paying for stuff with his credit cards, oh. he does the splits, then swipes. Right. Do you know what? I can imagine him like, like oh, I have to get something from the bottom of the shelf. Mm-hmm. Split. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he grabs the... Uh, uh, the peanut butter from the. I think the I think ah, if I that's the case. If I really wish, I really wish Johnny Cage is in it. I've always liked Johnny Cage. I like that kind of like the person on the outside telling the audience and the people in it say like this stuff is ridiculous. Are you read? This is CG. All of this is CG. I'm looking at that monster yeah. over there. Going, that is some really good CG. I didn't know we were shooting a movie. That's funny because he's a he's an actor and obviously he's right. Things. And I I really right. want it to be Jean Claude Van Damme because that would be perfect. That would be a cameo yeah. within an Easter egg within a reference. That'll be yeah. nice. Um, there's there's one last thing I noticed about this trailer, and I realized that while while um we'll, we started talking about it, um the the new main character mm. that's not a particularly amazing actor. He's Harry Potter. <laughs> He's Harry Potter in this film. He's got the special scar on his yeah. chest in the shape of the logo. So convenient. You know, he doesn't know. He doesn't know what's going on. He's the chosen yeah. one. He's like, oh, what's going on here? Before you know, it, he's going to probably win Mortal Kombat mm. with, with only just a few scraps and bruises. Um, how did you find the uh, the most iconic phrase being said in this trailer? I thought that I get it. The, the actor playing him is Japanese, and certain words in. Because obviously he's a Japanese actor with a Japanese accent. He's, he's, you know, his English might not be the best. Um, so him saying something like "get over here" is might not be easy because there's certain things like certain syllables do not exist in the Japanese language. So when people with accents, for whatever it is on uh, across the world, they have their shorthands, and that's why it might sound different. You know, um, so it did come off a bit weird. I, I've seen videos where people said it should have been kept the same as how it is in the video games and even in movies always been ed boone who's the head of the studio i think it will be even weirder that him with his japanese accent very strong japanese accent sounds like a guy from the valley yeah i've always had an issue with the phrase mm-hmm. um it doesn't matter who says it or how it's being mm-hmm. said because i i'm always trying to think in what scenario in a fight are you screaming get over here <laughs> it just it just feels off keys like all right cool you, you hit him with the uh with a string with a yeah. thing and then you pull them and then you're screaming get over it like you're the only person screaming with words everyone else is just fighting so, <laughs> and you're the and this I walk. and and I, I get i get that it's iconic and everything yeah. but it just always felt weird we're like all right cool you go from saying absolutely nothing to just like all right cool because you have the special yeah. move and you want to pull them towards you now you're gonna say get out get over here do you, know, do you know what's interesting yeah. about that is that in the whole scheme of things that is a minor considering that you go to Dragon Ball Z and every time Goku wants to fire something he's screaming Kamehameha you go to Street Fighter you got Ryu screaming Hadouken and going back to more well, that, that's different it's different I would say that's different going back- because they're, they're actually saying the the moves mm. 
uh, uh, the names of the yeah, moves. Yeah, and his move is Get Over Here. That that move's called Get yeah, Over Here. That's what he called it. Um, maybe the developers of the game gave it a different name called, you know, Throwing that's, Spear. That's what he shouted out. But, man. like, think about, I think about, <laughs> throwing think spear. about Raiden, right? He's got this move, and this has always been in the game. Um, but it's like, he basically, it's, it's, a, it's equivalent to um, M. Bison's um, spinning dash thing that he does, right? He goes into the air vertically and he, he, he flies towards you. In all of the games, he's literally just saying random words. That's, that's, and he says that with every single time he does it. He flies. It's, it's, it's nonsense. But the crazy thing is, it's like, we, you make the point that it's a weird thing to say, get over here when he's doing his move. Isn't it weirder that he pulls off his face and he reveals a flaming skull and breathes flames onto people? Like the bar for weirdness well, that's- is on a different level. I mean, but you can always claim that with, with almost yeah. anything. You can you can use that as an explanation to explain almost anything yeah. away in comic books, in games, and everything. Yeah. You know, why is a hedgehog blue? Why is the spikes not like an actual uh, hedgehog? You know, like you can always use yeah. that. Like, why does Sonic not have two eyes? Yeah. You know, it's just one linear. Like, oh, because there's some white and there's two. Certain. But uh, I'm only taking that uh, out because it's like okay. It's just, it's just, it feels random. Yeah. It feels it, random. It to is say random. It. Fair enough, you know. But like, you, you hear it in other shows, like you said, with other yeah. characters shouting out names and whatever, yeah. or people just, you know, saying random things and whatever. And maybe that added to the aesthetic for the yeah. game. But seeing it in real it life, is, like, it I is go, weird. We literally spent about ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, over there. Get over here. It's one of those ones. If we had a street fighter movie, why are you shouting at me? Wouldn't it be? It would be weird if you saw. Why are you doing a Tatsumaku Senporkin, but not saying Tatsumaku Senporkin when he's doing it? it? Even then, it would be weird. It would be weird, but it's but one yes, of those ones that's I, I, what I he agree. does. It, it's a staple. You know, you know that's what I'm saying. It's it's a staple of these yeah. games. It's a staple of these characters. Or And, you know, people would be pissed off if it wasn't even in yeah. these games. But it doesn't take away the fact that in what context are you shouting? I, I want to see that. I want to see that in UFC. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird. I want to see that in UFC. It's like where the guys are fighting. It's like, uppercut, uppercut. Uppercut, sidekick, sidekick, Superman punch. I, I think the closest, the closest we've ever got, it has been uh, WWE. Yeah, like everyone knows what uh, like Stone Cold Stunner. Yeah. Everyone knows what, like everyone knows these special yeah. moves. Um, I want them to scream you, it. You I don't want them to scream it like video game characters. I want The Rock to get back oh, in the r- 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 uh, in, into the ring and just out of nowhere scream, "The Rock Bottom, the People's Elbow." Yeah, I mean, It'll be dumb as shit, but I, I would actually enjoy it so much more. Um, That'd be nice, actually, if there was like a presenter in the Mortal Kombat uh, yeah. film and they're just shouting out and they're just shouting out special moves. Like, oh my God, Scorch is about to do the thing. Oh my God, she pulls, get over yeah. here. Man. Like, that that would have been great. Because that's what you get in, Russell, in wrestling. Because the only reason we know all these mm-hmm. names is because the presenters... Uh, or the referees are shouting out the names of these See, special. That moves. would take that into a comedy, but do you know why I think that would work? I would think that would work if they did a live action Street Fighter film. If do you know what? Do you know what's the, the 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 closest we've actually ever got into a good Street Fighter film? One where with that aesthetic, it would make sense. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. If Street Fighter, oh yeah, was yeah, made like Scott Pilgrim versus the World, it would be so much better for it. If you just didn't, if it didn't take itself serious, if it was like fully aware that it was like this weird world that's actually a video game and like, you know, like that movie coming out called um, uh, The Guy or something like that, the one with Ryan Reynolds where it's a video game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If, maybe yeah. not to the level where it's like, it's a self-aware video game, but it's like the game tropes are in world. Like 
people walk mm. around with energy bars above them and it's just that's just normal where you randomly go into like a steam room in japan and you fight a, a sumo wrestler and it's like yeah that's just what we do what do what do you do on your saturday night I, I love self-aware stories yeah. like that. You said Scott Pilgrim, another self-aware series that people know about, uh, One Punch Man. Yeah. Like, even though everyone in the in the world are playing it straight, us as viewers are like, oh my gosh, this is so tropey yeah. of so many things that we've seen in the past. And it's just so self-aware. The writers are, are so aware of what, what's going on, just like in Scott Pilgrim. Uh, and that's probably why I enjoy both those um, forms of media. Yeah. They're doing similar things. So... Yeah, man. So Ken, uh, there was actually so much more that we were supposed to talk about this week. Uh, I think we really wanted to delve into the recent episode of Scarlet Witch, but I think for the betterment of next week, where um, it's actually reaching a season finale, um, I think we're going to have a big old uh, One Division talk, and um, I think we should save it to next uh, next week. What do you think? Uh yeah I agree. Um, what I'll do I'm I'm gonna move some stuff mm-hmm. actually because there was some TV stuff I wanted to talk about. But because we're talking about One Division, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna move that to yeah. episode thirteen. So um, um, I think yeah, I think yeah. this is a good place to wrap up. So um, you know, it is it's been it's been actually a a really slow week for content this week. So um, unfortunately we just had to talk about trailers. Uh, but bro, let's not lie. It hasn't been slow for news. It hasn't been sl- people getting fired off a TV. Sorry, uh, TV. That's series, been bro. crazy. That's been crazy. But I think there's a time and place for that. Maybe we can start off that with next week. But I think this is where a good place to wrap up right now. So I had fun this week. Uh, for all of you lot that actually stuck around with us till the end. Uh, again, we appreciate you. We appreciate your ears upon our podcast. And uh, feel free to like, subscribe, share it out. You know. And um, keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate you joining us every weekend. Uh, what do you What do you think? Uh, well, Tony, tell tell them where they can find us. Bro. So yeah, you, again, you can find me on Royal Majesty on Instagram. Also on Deck Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And you can join. Uh, you can also uh, find Ken on I'm Mr. Ken on Instagram. Yeah, man. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful, beautiful. So yeah, hi, man, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Um, as always, we appreciate it. Uh, we will keep doing this until, you know, until we can't, which means the apocalypse, because there's no reason for why we won't stop doing yeah. this. We're going to stay consistent. That's one thing that we're going to do, man. Stay consistent as we can and release these every single week. So thank you for your time and peace. Adios, people. <laughs>